0: Welcome to Roundhouse Roulette, a Walker Texas Ranger podcast. Each week we recap and review one of the 200 existing Walker Texas Ranger episodes randomly selected by Roundhouse Roulette. I'm Evan Dalton here with my brother Adam and our fellow Hope House volunteer, Mr. Bob Leahy. What's new, guys?
1: I'm on fire, brother! <laughs>
0: Well, we'd like to thank you all for joining us as we revisit Chuck Norris's groundbreaking courtroom drama. Today, we're going to recap and review Season 7, Episode 3, Jacob's Ladder, where the Rangers find themselves putting out fires in more ways than one. But before we slide down the fire pole and jump behind the wheel, join us as we pull up a stool at CD's Bar and Grill. Fancy meeting you guys here.
1: Hey. CD got the uh, old spit bucket and he helped me put out the fire, so...
0: The spittoon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, this week, CD's dishing out uh, something else that might have come out of the spittoon. It's a 44 Porter by Black Abbey Brewing Company in Nashville, Tennessee. As the bar and grill draft menu states, this is a robust Porter full of malty richness, coffee flavor, and aroma. This beer has a dazzling personality with a little bit of smoke that won't quit. You guys uh, ready to drink some coffee? Am I ever. So I might add I'm also wearing
1: my Black Abbey hoodie for the occasion here. It certainly helped me crack this can open and execute a masterful pour. This one, uh, it's called the 44 Porter, and it's got the presidential insignia on the can. There was some backstory to it being a dedication to President Obama. And it used to be called the POTUS 44, but I think they removed the POTUS because a lot of people were like, oh, did you name it after him because it's a black beer? Ah, oh, jeez, come on. So, so yeah, I think they <laughs> they just changed it to the 44. That sounds like something that a Walker episode would do. Well let, let's see how this sits on the palate eh? It's good. This is one of my go tos whenever I'm over there in olden times when I used to go to the Abbey. I don't think they're blowing smoke. It actually has a smokiness. And it's subtle. Yeah, this is just a great all-around porter. And their taproom here in Nashville is like an old abbey. Evan and I actually threw down a few games of Magic the Gathering at the abbey a few years ago. And um, let's just say the abbey was never the same after that.
2: <laughs> and you were never allowed back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the smoke, though. You got a little bit of it. Yeah, it's just at the end. Well, we've Do really it. gone down quite a rabbit hole here. So how'd you guys like that one? I like it a lot. Fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely a a great beer. And if you're ever in
0: Nashville, hit up the Black Abbey Tap Room. Great people over there. Uh, Speaking of rabbit holes, it would appear that we have to go down a few of them uh, per our social media. Yeah, Adam Christopher reached out to us again on the Facebook. He said, I'm finally catching
1: up and pleased to learn I got a few name drops in this episode. Uh, He's referring to... The one where Alex slugs a Nazi, Soul of Winter. And he said, confusingly enough, during an episode where there was also a key character named Adam. So, a fellow Adam commenting on the fact that there's another Adam in the episode. And also, my name is Adam. So, it's very confusing. Well, Adam, you're in luck because this week's episode also has a character named Adam. (laughs) Sure does. For those of you who caught our holiday special, there's one item that we missed. And, you know, when you're a celebrity like Chuck Norris, you pretty much can choose to be in any magazine you want to be in. For this Christmas, Chuck Norris is on the cover of Houston Pet Talk discussing holiday values. It's a a real juicy one. (laughs) (laughs) Can you kind of describe the cover for us, Evan?
0: Yeah, it's a seated Chuck Norris in uh, jeans and a sick bolo tie. As he's seated, he is uh, flanked by his two dogs. It looks like a golden retriever and a yellow lab. This
1: is what he chose to do for Christmas this year, was to um, be in a video game with murderous tanks and also be on Houston Pet Talk. Busy December for him. I looked through it. There was also an advertisement for Seaforce Water, naturally. Bob, do you want to describe the illustration of Chuck Norris for the Seaforce water (laughs) ad here?
2: He looks like a really jacked 40-year-old guy. And he wasn't even really jacked when he was 40, so I don't... Right? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, he's got like a button-up silk shirt, but... It looks like he's not wearing anything underneath it, and his nipples are going to bust through it. And he's got his hand extended, and he's holding a bottle of Seaforce water, which is his bottled water.
0: And the proportions don't look correct, do they? <laughs> He'd be like the size of an elf. That bottle of water is very small. So maybe he's holding like a larger size.
2: Yeah. Did you guys finish the rest of yours? Because I poured some of it to make ice cubes, and then I put it in the fridge, and I forgot about it, so.
1: I did. I made a lot of ice cubes of mine, but. What were the side effects when you drank the rest? Well, (laughs) I actually went, I took one sip, because there's one sip left after I made the ice cubes, Mm -hmm. and I choked. But I did eat something really spicy before I took the sip of water. That's why I took the sip. Mm -hmm. So I can't attribute it to C-Force, but it could very well have been C-Force that made me uh, cough. This article in Houston Pet Talk is available online. It's just really speaking with notable Houstonians, which I'm not sure if Chuck Norris is a Houstonian, but he's a famous Texan.
2: Is there a paywall on that site?
1: No paywall because there was plenty of
0: advertisements, as we saw with the Seaforce water (laughs) ad. Nice. I would say that we've seen this illustration of Chuck Norris before. It was on the side of a Russian automobile. It looks very close to that, for sure. Also, let's not kid ourselves, this is a direct tit-for-tat here. He got his advertisement for Sea force in exchange for the article about his dogs. You want to take this next news item, Bob?
2: What do we have here? Walker first look. Jared Padalecki transforms into Walker, Texas Ranger.
1: And that's an article from uh, some fan site... And then we've got a picture of Jared Padalecki as Cordell Walker for the first time. We're getting to see what he's going
0: to look like.
2: What do you guys think? The tie is wrong. it has got to be a bolo.
0: Yeah, I would say that the Texas Ranger badges I sent Adam for Christmas look better than the one he's wearing. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) I would agree. And then he's got the matching tie tack. Come on now. Are you guys amped up? Totally. Well, (laughs) Maybe you'll be amped up
1: after we see the first trailer for Walker. This is the Walker promo trailer. The first video we're getting to see from the new Walker from the CW.
0: Just out the gate, Evan. What's your response to that trailer? What do you got? I would say that this is not a Walker Texas Ranger show. This is just a show using the name Cordell Walker, and that appears to be the only similarity. The biggest difference being that this show apparently seems to have some sort of thread that runs through every episode. Whereas, like, the original Walker Texas Ranger is episodic, and each episode stands alone. That's the reason why we can run this podcast the way it is. Randomly selected by roulette.
1: Yes. That's correct. The one thing I did think was ripped right out of Walker, Texas Ranger is like the bad guy saying, oh, you're the ranger with the dead wife. That's just uh, CW writing, though. Yeah, but that's Walker writing. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And if they lean into that and they lean into him lassoing a guy who's running away from him. I think they might have a good mix. But that first trailer didn't have those two things.
2: Yeah, I still have yet to see anything that would make a fan of the original series enjoy this one.
1: Agreed. All right. Well, you guys have already passed judgment, and that seems like something that Chuck Norris himself
0: would frown upon.
2: We've only passed judgment on the trailers. I will withhold final judgment for the actual show.
0: Yeah, and at that point, I'll reflect with the help of... Two dogs and we'll come up with our opinion. Uh, Chuck Norris's
1: dogs, is that what you're trying to reference there? Yeah. You don't even
0: have any dogs, you got like hens. Yeah, I have
1: chickens. I know what their opinion will be. (laughs) Evans chickens only say Chuck Chuck. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The people on the Walker Texas Ranger Facebook page, how do you think they felt about it? Let's find out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure (laughs) we'll be very surprised. I'm sure they're gonna be accepting and open minded and really just looking forward to um the reboot.
0: I think the word replacement and Chuck Norris will be used. Here comes uh, the social media fallout from this trailer oh my God. hitting
1: the Walker Texas Ranger Facebook group. I said and it begins. What do you all think? And I shared the trailer. Josh Dibble chimed in. What did he say, Evan? Looks awful. Two word review. <laughs> <laughs> and that
0: was on our page there, actually. Um, let's check the next one. Carol says, "So he doesn't mind pretending to be Walker. His wife dying and his kids coming. He needs to change the name. He doesn't know how to be Walker. Give it up. I don't won't watch it because, but just seeing things on it, he's not the brightest on the totem pole."
2: That's a long sentence.
1: Yeah,
0: that says a lot. We'll just leave that there. There's yeah. no period, so it's still going on somewhere.
1: Yeah, Lita Kent says, "No way." Linda's mother says, "Not watching." Steph Kilgore. Deffenbaugh says nope. Rebecca, Kiri, could never compare to Chuck Norris, no way, won't watch. What does David Marshall say, Bob? WTF is this. Please tell me someone (laughs) was drug
2: tested before they approved this. Seriously, what are they thinking? Walker wasn't about ghost hunters and the paranormal.
0: Evan, what does Jeremy Stevens say? Green barfing face emoji. (laughs) First off, CW called it original. Hollywood clowns. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and Paula says there's only one Walker. So not a lot of support here on the on the Facebook group. But again, CW's probably not going to these guys as their main audience. So I shared this other teaser of it earlier. Uh Amanda Collins says, Nope, and don't care. He will never be Walker. And then I wrote, He may be Walker, but not Walker Texas Ranger. Then our friend Carol tagged in, This isn't Walker. They should change it. He isn't close to the real walker
0: or any of the other ones. How many other walkers are there? Were they uh, as lambasted as this guy is? Bob, what does
1: Jeremy Stevens say here?
2: Did he also get a change from a drunkard to being sober?
1: I respect that he grew up liking the show, however. He should have stood up to the Hollywood clowns who will ruin it like everything else they ruin with their zero morals and
0: pushing the typical Hollywood narrative. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we got to get back to our uh, G.I. Joe pushing the morality at the end of the episode. So every once in a while, I like to chime
1: in here and I reminded these guys, Chuck is Walker, but this is happening and I'm going to give it a chance. Everyone would complain if they copied it exactly just as everyone is angry. They are making changes. What if Tim Burton's Batman aped the Adam West TV show? What if Gus Van Zandt's Psycho was a shot-for-shot remake? Oh, wait. Bad example. Norris is king, but he's got to make mortgage payments, too. <laughs> <laughs> so for his sake, hopefully the reboot is a success. And if it isn't, he still
0: wins. Jeremy just wasn't having any of this. What did Jeremy say back, Evan? Tim Burton's Batmans suck, and they could have done a spin off making a martial arts expert his nephew or son, or even better... They could have made an African-American woman, Jimmy's daughter, and a ranger and everyone wins. Hollywood wins. The people win. Walker fans win. This is dark zero logic, zero morals, and pushing another homosexual agenda. (laughs) Where'd that come from? (laughs) I don't don't know. know. Isn't that like morality too? I love these people that are like, you know, the Hollywood, they
2: ruin everything. It's like, well, what do you watch if you don't watch movies from Hollywood?
1: (laughs) Well, needless to say, at least the old school fans of the old show on Facebook are, how do you put it, Bob? Ice cold. Not feeling it. I would call them plucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who was sticking up for the show on that forum has stopped because they're just like, this is a lost cause. The last thing I wanted to share with you guys this week really made my week. I hope it makes sure is here. Uh, we posted up the walker-stration by... Awesome illustrator, Adam Lauritsen. Oh, and that's another thing, Adam Christopher. We also have the illustrator's name is Adam as well in every episode. So we've already mentioned three Adams in this episode again, and then we've got a character whose name is Adam. Adam's rule. There's only one Adam, and it's Chuck Norris. He's made up of many Adams. So think about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just got it. I got yeah, it's cool. Uh, so, um, in response to the Walker Stration that we put up for the episode Safe House, uh, which has a great picture of Gage and Sydney fleeing in a car with a helicopter, with two armed goons firing down upon them, and Sydney has half her body outside of the passenger window with a gun ready to just go to town on them. Guys, we heard back from our buddy Judson Mills on this one. Nice. What does he say, Bob? Aye, great piece, <laughs> very cool. Thank you. What was that? Did you just make that sound, or did he write that? He he wrote that sound. Okay, I, I guess that's the sound of him um, driving as fast as he can away from a helicopter with two guys with machine guns firing at him. So that that would pretty much encapsulate that for me.
0: And for the record, this is the Judson Mills with a blue check mark. So for all those haters out there. Do you actually tag him in these things? Oh yeah. No, t- he's he's hashtagged. Him. Oh, Adam, I sh- Adam, I sh- Adam is shameless. shameless.
1: I'm shameless. Yeah, completely. I, I tag, <laughs> I tag, yeah. Um, so I wrote back. Thanks for braving that helicopter attack. Glad we've finally been spinning some later seasons. Now, if we would only spin that one where you are attacked by a bear, <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam could come up with something pretty classic for that one too. Hashtag bear vision. and uh, he liked that back so yeah there's a great episode where it's walker's bachelor party and gage gets attacked by a bear and i want to say you never see the bear it's all (laughs) like bear vision so i'm just picturing adam illustrating
0: something with like two paws in the foreground that made my week Alright, well we've got a lot to cover this week, so let's get into it. If you're watching along at home and don't want any spoilers, hit pause and watch Season 7, Episode 22, Jacob's Ladder, and come back to us. <music> Welcome back. Let's dig in, boys. This episode originally aired on May 15th, 1999. That was my birthday. And opens on a body bag. Yeah, pretty grim cold open. It's kind of like a a CSI episode or something where there's just a body bag sitting there. And then a uh, witness, Hannah Sanchez, is recounting what happened to the assistant district attorney who just happened to be there, I believe.
2: I got a lot of problems with this Hannah woman now.
0: Uh, Yeah, I definitely do, too. (laughs) I'm curious what your issues are. Well,
2: first of all, I don't think she's of any sort of Hispanic descent, (laughs) yet she is speaking with a really bad fake Spanish accent?
0: And her getup is like Norman Bates' mom. Yeah, so this woman is played by a woman named Anna Navarro. And uh, Anna Navarro's IMDb page goes back to the mid-60s, but none of her roles are particularly substantive, such that her role in Walker, Texas Ranger as a secondary or tertiary character is listed as one of her major achievements. Oh, wow. Okay. But uh, she's had work since the 60s, good for her. Uh this was her last role. Is she alive? No, she passed away like 8 years later. But it's this was her last role.
1: This is her Swan Song. That's also a Walker episode.
0: She's putting on this weird accent where she just like drops random consonants. It's more like a caveman accent than any sort of language accent. It's very weird. She
1: did witness a
0: uh,
1: a murder, so She
0: did effectively convey that to Alex Cahill. She sure did. And uh, when asked who it was, uh, she spouted out what one can only assume was an ad-libbed name for a gang leader.
2: Just they had to just use for the rest of the episode?
0: Yep. (laughs) I mean, it was pretty good. (laughs) Look at the
2: script on this one, see how different it
0: is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. The guy who gunned someone down in cold blood in the streets name was Loco Chavez. And we saw a little flashback there where uh, Loco Chavez uses the famous Walker prop Uzi. The squirt gun Uzi. He gets out from his fancy, I don't know what it is. It's like a low rider convertible Buick or something. And uh, guns a guy down in the street, which happens a lot in random suburban neighborhoods. Definitely in the outskirts of the Dallas metropolitan area. And, uh, you know, he very quickly uh, looks around to make sure no one's peering through the uh, curtains. It's not just
1: Hannah Sanchez, but we also see a neighbor across the street witnesses as well.
0: So it wasn't just her. So, of course, Walker and Trevetta are there on the case and they hear this Loco Chavez and they say, all right, let's go pick him up. And so they go to uh, pick up Loco Chavez at his hangout. Boy, did they ever. You guys dig the music they're rocking out to? Oh, man. I looked up the music. I think it was written for the show, it looked like, right? Hashtag living on the dark side
1: living on the dark side living on the dark side <laughs> oh yeah it was like
0: <laughs> oh, i forgot yeah so it was kind of like a really terrible rap over like a uh a drum loop yeah i mean it's, it's no saturday night balling so yeah they go to pick up this guy and he's full of you know all this bravado and he's like you know last time they had a witness but the witness never showed up he's just like admitting to witness tampering But no one's picking up on that. They just bust him. And he has to look this awesome grin when he's saying it, too. The next thing we know, they're in court. And Alex uh, has got her star witness, Hannah Sanchez, the uh, old woman with a uh, weird accent, on the stand. And she's saying, I know exactly who it was. And she points right to Loco Chavez. But the defense completely eviscerates her. This guy is good. Well, I know why he's good. It's because we've seen him, I think, in two different episodes already. His name is Brandon Smith. <laughs> yeah, I recognized him for sure. We first saw him driving a sick, white, 10-year-old Lambo. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Way back. And then we saw him as the accountant for some crime boss. She ID'd him on the stand.
1: And as we mentioned, this lady's kind of old. And he goes up and he says, oh, I see you've been fiddling with your glasses there. And I also have a record here showing that you recently got your prescription updated after the events that you just testified for. How would you even be able to ID somebody with such terrible
0: eyesight, you old bag? She gets very flustered. Alex is watching her case fall apart right before her eyes. Even if you can't see someone's face, you can see the vehicle that they're driving. And if it's a vehicle that's as ridiculous and obvious (laughs) as the car... He drives, and it only seems like he uses it. Uh, it would seem like that would tie him pretty closely to the murder. Yeah, but he could be like, well, you know, you, you got to try on her glasses, Your Honor.
1: She's not going to even be able to see if there are tail fins on that car or not.
2: She can't tell the difference between a 64 and a 66 Chevelle. <laughs> <laughs> one thing i did notice from the previous scene though is uh, when they picked up loco chavez they were in the pickup truck and i never thought about this before but when they go pick up witnesses or arrest people do they ride up front between the two of them
0: (laughs) (laughs) well if this were season two he'd ride in the back but yeah uh, well if there's one thing we've seen in this episode and in previous episodes but particularly this one it's that um the uh gang that loco chavez is the the mastermind behind which is the uh the fire lake bloods one of their things is let's see how many uh fire lake bloods we can fit in a car (laughs) yeah no (laughs) doubt multiple times we see them with six people in a car it actually looked
1: like there were four people in the front
0: seat at one point how do we make it look like a lowrider we just put six dudes in it (sighs) oh my god (laughs) so anyways the star witness totally flustered once again really awful accent and acting i don't understand what happened there it was kind of hard to watch then they're like in the hallway of the courtroom or whatever and she's like oh i'm so sorry i ruined everything and alex doesn't really refute that but then uh, <laughs> yeah. loco comes out from behind he's like you bitch you better he calls her a bitch and then he then he's like you better watch your back and it's like you just completely intimidated a witness in the courtroom in front of everybody. (laughs) I would think there are a lot of lesser charges that Loco could be brought up on, but uh, let's ignore those for the sake of the story. So, you know, Alex feels bad, and I guess she's going to drive Miss Sanchez home. But uh, we'll get more to that in a second because we're going to do a hard transition and uh, zoom in on a complete and total non sequitur (laughs) of a children's field trip to visit the firehouse. And now, Evan, you and I
1: have gone on such field trips with the Boy Scouts. So this is exactly like any Boy Scout troop going to like check out a firehouse, except these firemen. It's almost as if they're like getting ready for a photo shoot for a sexy fireman calendar
0: or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. This this <laughs> grade school teacher's like, oh, we're going on the field trip to the firehouse. <sighs>
1: Did any guys realize that one of the firemen was Billy the
0: Boyfriend in Silk's Dreams? He was even asked the tough question, do you want to do this the easy way or the hard way? And oddly enough, he picked the easy way, and that's why they let him be an extra in another one. Well, (laughs) he was a good fireman, but he didn't really have many lines. Yeah, they basically put on like like a vaudeville routine. He's like, we don't just do all the cool stuff. We also do really boring stuff, too. Right, Jimmy? And, the, and the, <laughs> the other fireman's, like, pretending to sweep, and then he pretends to trip. And all they're like, oh. And all the kids laugh, except one really sad-looking blonde boy who
1: happens to be named Adam. And Adam is the son of the over-enthusiastic,
0: hot blonde firefighter. We should also say that this lead firefighter whose name is yet to be revealed in the episode I will say. But he's played by John Schneider who plays a uh, Beau Duke in the original Dukes of Hazzard. For the original viewership of Walker, he's a a real guest star. Yeah. Mm. Most definitely. yeah, he's the father of Adam, and Adam thinks that anything to do with firefighting is stupid. Mainly because his dad never has enough time to spend with him. It's really sad. Yep, that's what it comes down to. They're about to uh, show everyone how the fire engine goes when they get a call. The call is actually to go into um, Hannah Sanchez's house, which has been um, firebombed. By the Fire Lake Bloods. They are very much in keeping with their name. You know, a lot of people like to shoot things up. Some people
1: like to uh, lay bombs. We see a lot of C4 in this show. What's the weapon of choice for the Fire Lake Bloods?
2: <laughs> oh, that would be the Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, at this house, uh, when they throw it in there, it does seem to explode like the house had like compressed gas inside it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, suffice it to say, uh, Mrs. Sanchez forgot to turn off the stove when she left for her, her <laughs> yeah. court date. It certainly looked like it. <laughs> but when they're prepping it, I can't remember
1: if it's this. I think it's the second scene when they have the, the Molotov cocktails, but they literally are lining up Molotov cocktails like they're just like sodas. <laughs> <laughs> They've got like 20 of these things loose.
0: Yeah, you know, they crush some beers, then fill it up with gasoline and toss it at some places. You yeah, know? F- some oil do rags and done. Now, I think it was this explosion, but it almost seemed like this explosion took the stunt doubles by surprise, too. Because the house blows up and then glass comes flying towards them. They look legit surprised and the glass even gets i think into the getaway car if you watch it it looks like it kind of got out of control there (laughs) oh no (laughs) Uh, in keeping with their um with their mo they were seen by many people doing this because they're just walking up in broad daylight up someone's walkway with a flaming molotov cocktail just having a few sodas (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've heard of the flaming mo right (laughs) See how the firemen all show up and, you know, they're putting out the flames. And this is exactly when uh, Mrs. Sanchez arrives home, driven by Alex. Yeah, the bad acting commences.
1: My house!
0: Continues, I should say. Oh, no! And Walker and Trevette show up, too. And uh, this is when we find out that the uh, sexy fireman is also hashtag old friend. Because his son acted out and has to do community service at the hope house which is one of the many charity causes of alex but yeah they put out the fire and we zoom back to adam at home playing some version of doom it's a violent video game like angsty kids he's acting out he's got problems he plays violent video games and uh his mom somehow knows that her husband's gonna be on tv On the live news broadcast. And she's like, your dad's going to be on TV. He's like, I don't care. That's stupid. Mom gets her way anyways and turns on the TV. And he's interviewed by the newscaster there in very odd form. He calls out the cowards who lit this house on fire. He tells them that they must be really big men for trying to make an old woman cry. (laughs) It's like, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they were trying to do more than just make her cry. But... Yeah, we're talking about the Fire Like Bloods here. Yeah, and I should also say that the Fire Like Bloods are also watching TV. And they saw this newscast. Yeah.
1: And they saw this hunk of a fireman just call
0: out the Fire Lake Bloods as a bunch of pansies. They're not going to let that slide. They're not even Loco Chavez, these bad guys. They're like his henchmen. You know, they don't like being called out. So then we see that there's actually drama at home, too. What's the name of the fireman? They they reveal it? We don't know it already? No, we don't. We don't. And we don't know his name because his name is Jacob. Like and the he, title. And he's, <laughs> and, and he's the namesake of this episode. Okay, um, okay. The episode being named Jacob's Ladder. And get it? He drives a ladder truck. Oh, my God.
1: Well, Jacob walks into the house. His son's angry at him because he had to turn off his video game. He probably didn't even have a chance to hit save before his mom switched it to the local news. It was probably a Genesis game, so he couldn't even save it. it so terrible. Essentially, the sun blows up on him. He's like, I hate you. And Jacob's like, it's okay to hate me, but we need to go do community service. You can hate me. You just have to respect me.
0: <laughs> Seemed like a weird thing to say to like a 10-year-old. <laughs> so yeah, they, they go to do some community service and it, it come to find out uh, Mrs. Sanchez, she is now going to be living at the Hope House. And Jacob, he's like,
1: I'm going to give you a $10 bill and you're going to give it to Mrs. Sanchez who just lost her house. It was weird. It's like, yeah, we're just going to give her a 10 spot. Yeah, that ought to soften the blow a little bit. <laughs> yeah. ease the pain. Her house just got firebombed. It's all about yeah. the Hamiltons, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the Hope House. There's this weird interaction between Mrs. Sanchez and Adam as he hands her like a crumpled $10 bill. I'm sorry you lost your house. Here's 10
0: bucks. This is when we realize that there is a second witness. And this witness's name is Mr. Mercado. And he also saw what happened. And so Alex asks him to testify. And um, he won't do it because he just saw what happened to hannah sanchez's house and he's like look it's not just me alone it's you know my daughter and her baby and i gotta look out for them too and we're all like okay well i guess that's a lost cause you know that's that's fine he's gotta look out for these things so he's leaving the courthouse and we see buick with six people in it yeah so they don't know he's not willing to testify so they decide to follow him and uh, he has a heart to heart with his daughter on a bench in the front yard Yeah, and you're Uh, like, please, guys, don't have this conversation on your front yard. Yeah, it's just kind of awkward and weird. But she basically, you know, convinces him that he should do the right thing and and testify. And uh, then she's like, oh, I've got to go to the store. Why don't you watch the baby while I'm gone? And then she leaves. And then we assume something bad's going to happen. But we don't really see what happens because cut to Walker and Trevette hanging out in Walker's truck. Waiting for a sting to commence. And uh, if last episode we would consider it like a minor fourth wall break where they talk about syndication, this is a full on knock that wall down. <laughs> That's a Aid
2: guy coming through.
0: <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> Trevet's upset because his coffee is cold and nothing is happening. So they turn the radio on. He turns on the radio and Walker's preset as, I guess, the
1: country radio station. It's the real music station. <laughs> Yeah. And it's literally playing the theme song to Walker, Texas Ranger.
2: Yep. And they sit there awkwardly listening to it for a few seconds.
1: And as the viewers, you're like, is this happening right now? (laughs) And they let it sit for a little bit. And then Trevett's like, "Mm, I don't know about this. Then he kind of like
0: switches it to another station. And it's like, what kind of music? Oh, it's like Walker... Music director caliber music in the soul category. Chuck Norris is kind
1: of like, dude, I'm Chuck Norris, and I'm driving. You're not. So I'm going to listen to my music. He puts it back to the Walker, Texas, Ranger theme song. <laughs> they let it play they let out. They
2: play for a bit. Yeah, it's a real uncomfortable time.
1: And at the end of the song, it goes, boom, boom. We We know that pretty well because we're always using the... And Walker... Taps his fingers to the hits on his steering wheel. Boom, boom. It's almost like he's heard it before. And what does he say to Trevette to combat his music, Kevin? He's just like, that's real music or something. Yeah, he's essentially saying that his performance of his own theme song is
0: real music. Now that's what Walker calls music. You also learn never touch Walker's radio.
2: Especially not when his own theme song's playing. Yeah.
0: So Chuck Norris exists in this universe, and we'll encounter it at another point in time where they talk about Chuck Norris in an episode. I, I remember this distinctly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, this is just a straight-on fourth wall break. They listen to their own theme song while waiting on a sting. And Trevet's not digging it. It felt just as icky to him as it felt to the viewers. Well, you know, just when we're feeling really uncomfortable, the sting actually takes place, and uh, they have a pretty massive firefight. So let's get in on the action. What happened, Bob?
2: A uh, bunch of people start shooting. Lots of crazy sound effects. Uh, Some guy tries to get away in a van. So obviously, Walker jumps onto the side of the van, (laughs) holding onto the window as the van's driving away. And uh, yeah, meanwhile, all the other guys are shooting each other. Eventually, that van hits some empty boxes, which I guess we're supposed to believe stopped the van. But it didn't stop it fast enough where Walker fell off. He managed to hold on the entire time.
1: It was probably the weight of Walker hanging on to the side of the van that slowed it to a stop. Those tires just didn't stand
0: a chance. I'd buy that, yeah. He can be as aerodynamic or generate as much drag as as the case needs. His beard is kind of like a bird's feather. Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) So... Here's a philosophical question for you guys. This is in the context of roundhouse roulette here. As far as our stats go, should I consider this a fight? No punches are thrown. It's just, it's a firefight.
2: Right. A gunfight. Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah.
0: Because this is one more fight than in the neighborhood. So, you know, usually it's not an issue because in most cases when it's a firefight, it kind of turns into a fist fight as well. So that's not really a question. But in this one, there really wasn't much martial arts. And the only martial arts are when Walker kind of bent the guy's arm with his gun to point towards him. But that was basically it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. So at the fire station, they're playing poker, you know, as they're wont to do. And uh, they get another call. Ladder 72 busts out of the fire station and ends up at... Um, mr mercado's house which is another blazing inferno and now this time he's
1: still inside along with his granddaughter and his daughter's out front like screaming bloody murder because her father and her daughter are, are stuck inside in this fire what's going to happen before the fire truck pulls up we see that this time the fire lake bloods have used this fire to bring jacob to the scene because he called them out on TV and they're perched behind all these trees and stuff with guns and they're set to attack the firefighters when they try to stop the fire. Now everybody knows that Dallas only has one ladder house. so they just knew that that, that Jacob would
0: be on patrol for this one. so well, it's the same neighborhood so it's got to be the same territory so sure. but they all they knew he was
1: working that day. Yeah, there's they no had way like they an that. informant that was like, oh, yeah, he's on. Nah. Light the fire now.
2: <laughs> they could have seen like his car at the fire station. We don't know.
1: Uh, someone trailed him. We have to give him this one. Okay. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> we are talking about the fire like bloods here. Yeah. Right.
2: They're they act together.
0: So Ladder 72 arrives at the fire and then immediately they start taking fire and yeah. they're very much under attack. For a while,
1: you're like wow, are they going to get just wiped out here or what? And I kind of hit pause and I said, okay, I'm calling the rest of the episode from here on out. And this is what I said. (laughs) I said, Jacob gets injured, but he doesn't get killed. We're going to have a hospital scene and that's going to push his son to have sympathy for him and hence turn the relationship around for him at the end of the episode. But Jacob, kind of the leader of the firefighter, says, hey, pull, pull back, pull back, pull back. So they were just about to stop the fire and potentially save the baby and grandfather, who's a witness. But they decided to pull back because they're being fired at by a gang, which I would assume doesn't usually happen when the fire truck pulls around. And they kind of pull down the block to kind of regroup for a second. Yeah, but they only like back up like 50 feet. Just enough for Walker and Trevette to
0: pull up in their bulletproof dodge and to say, we'll cover you guys. Come on, let's go. And I would say what follows is one of the most bizarre sequences (laughs) I would say the show maybe has ever had. In what world do two Texas Rangers come in and provide cover fire for firemen to put out a fire and to rescue people from a burning building? And you've got these firemen who are you know holding the hose and trying to douse this flaming building. And they're like, pantomiming like ducking and dodging bullets while they're (laughs) while they're doing it's the weirdest thing (laughs) and like walker and Trevet are doing the classic oh we're in a firefight thing so they're just kind of standing there and occasionally just like popping off a shot or something so two the firefighters go into the house and they find the baby and jacob says
1: hey take her out take her outside so the other guy takes the baby outside. They get the baby to breathe. And it's like, okay, baby's fine. Let's see what Jacob's doing back in the house. It's every every room of it smoldering. And he finally finds the witness grandfather there. And he is out. And he starts trying to pull him towards the front door in order to save him. It's kind of labored. And and everyone's like, hey, where's Jacob? And as a walker viewer, you're like, all right, this house is about ready to freaking explode. So we know what's going up. He's going to pull the guy out before it explodes. Just in time. Just in time. Why
2: would the house explode? I mean, I know it's on fire, but.
0: Yeah, I am I am not sure. Yeah. Because the first
2: house that they blew up exploded pretty much immediately. Yeah. This house is more of a slow burn, but then, of course, exploded right after the guys got out of it. Well,
1: you know, mm-hmm. true to their form, the Fire Lake Bloods knew that if they lit a few extra, Motov cocktails, it would have just blown up right away. But they used just the right amount of Motov cocktails so that they could lure him there Mm. to try to kill him. And they needed that extra time for him to actually get out of the truck and all that
0: stuff. So they timed it perfectly, really.
2: Yeah, We're giving those guys a lot of credit.
0: I think these guys need a lot of credit because what happens next is pretty ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob pulls Mr. Mercado out. And
1: everyone's like, oh, there he is, there he is. And they just pull him out, and then the house blows up behind him. Of course. You know, and we're like, oh, he made it, he made it. But, you know, me, I'm like, Jacob got out of
0: there. He's not injured. So there's great fanfare around Jacob, and everyone's all happy for a couple seconds. And then (laughs) they're like, look out! And there's a gang member on, like, he's, like, crawling down on, like, the neighbor's (laughs) roof. (laughs) Like, how did that happen? Anyways, this guy's on a roof, and he fires one shot from the roof and hits Jacob right in the chest. Mm. And Walker retaliates, shoots the guy off the roof, of course. Yeah. Easy. But uh, the damage is done. Jacob is rushed off to the Purple Hospital of Doom. There he is. <laughs> where miracles happen and yeah the family meets them there it's uh pretty touch and go it's classic uh, purple waiting room stuff Mm -hmm. yeah we're not sure what's going on here we're only doctors alex is there and she's like someone must have seen something you have to find somebody who can tell you what happened at this point i'm thinking yeah two texas rangers just witnessed attempted murder uh right there so i would think you'd be able to bring all those guys in doesn't make for good tv though (laughs) sure so uh they're pounding the pavement and they knock on this guy's door and uh this guy opens the door his name is joe salazar and we recognize him as the trash man from earlier who was taking out his trash and witnessed the first shooting Mm -hmm. yep so we have seen him before we know he's a witness, but uh, he's like, "Nope, haven't seen anything. Ha- haven't seen a thing." And he closes the door. And Walker and Trevett are like, "He seemed nervous, a little too nervous." <laughs> and then we see inside his apartment or in, inside his house, and the 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 gangs in there, and they're like, "If you'd said anything, we would have killed you." And then immediately, Walker and Trevett are on the gang members, beating them up. <laughs> <laughs> Do they kick the door in or something? They must. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they're like, ah, we knew he was a little too nervous. The gang members must be holding him hostage in his own house to make him squeal the way they want.
2: Yep. <laughs> Imagine yep. if there was just him in there and they just kicked on the door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He'd be like, We're not,
2: what, dude?
0: I, I told you. I making lunch. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> We're not taking no for an answer. <laughs> so since the rangers saved his life he's like okay i'll testify thank you uh cut to him in court and after seeing a gang member in the court drawing his finger across his throat joe salazar loses all bravery whatsoever and uh lies on the stand and i was expecting the first witness to lie on the stand i
1: wasn't expecting it to be her eyesight that would get get the uh, bad guy out of it but so
0: they're changing it up you would think someone like the bailiff or the judge would see a guy pantomiming slitting someone's throat in the courtroom Mm -hmm. to to his uh, credit it was really subtle the way so so (laughs) subtle so so. he's probably front
2: row just like "Mm," judge looking right at him
0: yeah it's like the four he's like trying to get the guy's attention it's like the fifth time he's done it (laughs) (laughs) so you know he lies under oath alex is kind of like this is not what you told me earlier. She's really flustered. Yeah. Loco Chavez, off scot-free. Back in the hospital, though, uh, still touch and go with with Jacob. And um, Jacob's wife is all like, Adam is really taking it hard. He said some things that can't be unsaid. Walker's like, well, you know, I'll do what I do best and and parent, even though I'm not a parent. Um, Walker does your job better than you. Yep, exactly, (laughs) exactly. He goes on over and Adam's all like, is my dad going to die? And Walker's like, only God can answer that. Maybe we can talk to him. It's prayer time.
1: Hashtag power of prayer. <laughs> it is a power of prayer. And again, whenever they mention God, the shot's on Chuck Norris.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's no accident. No, no. Did you guys think the guy was going to wake up right after they started praying? Because I, I was, was waiting pretty sure for it was the
0: yellow happen. light to start or yeah, something like yeah. that, you know? <laughs> Miracles happen at that Methodist hospital,
1: I'm telling you. So, yeah, I was like, man, maybe something like that will happen. But instead, Walker kind of guides the conversation to have Adam realize that his dad
0: really is a hero and that we all try to do our best. I guess it's the next day. Adam is volunteering at the Hope House, and it's his last day of volunteering. He's all like, Miss Cahill, after my community service hours are over, is it like, okay, if I still help out? And she's like, we'd love to have you volunteer. A warm moment for all of like two seconds because we see outside Joe Salazar, the guy who lied on the stand, nervously walking down the street, and he's nervous because there'd be six guys in a Buick cruising behind him. Yeah, with some open cocktails.
1: yeah <laughs> 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 true Right? I mean they're, not, they're just they're either in the back <laughs> trunk with like just like lined up with non-tough cocktails, because they do show a shot before all this of them making them. Yeah, and there's like a whole table of these, it's like, like arts so- and crafts time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's running up the street, and, and why are they
0: still after him? Yeah, because I he's a witness. I don't know. I guess they're like just trying to snuff him out because they know he's a witness. But he was going to testify once. once, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like any sane person would do, he knows that murderous thugs who light things on fire are chasing him. So he runs into a house for charity. He runs into the (laughs) Hope House and says, you guys have to help me. These guys are after me. They're trying to kill me. So everyone in there springs into action. They get all the kids in the back of the house. Including Hannah Sanchez, whose house was already burnt
1: down once. And now... Potentially the house that she's living in, the Hope House, might be the same fate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's gotta get better friends. Yeah. <laughs> it it absolutely never pays to be an old friend of Walker. But uh yeah, so they just pull up and they do what they do best. In broad daylight, they just start chucking Molotov cocktails <laughs> at buildings. And uh one of them connects through the window and lights the carpet on fire. But uh Adam springs into action. Cool as a cucumber. That kid, he grabs the fire extinguisher, he snuffs that thing right out. Yeah, just like his dad. He's a little fireman. And, uh, you know, Joe (laughs) Salazar, the guy who was being pursued, his plan actually works out because if you're looking for help, you find Alex Cahill because Walker and Trivette, they're never far away. And uh, the second (laughs) Molotov cocktail does not make it through the window. It's actually the victim of a pseudo super shot i would say say is this a super shot so walker shoots it out of midair. no he shoots it out of a guy's hand oh
2: (laughs) and then there is fire so like that's sort of like a super shot right
0: no a real super shot it would have exploded in the guy's hand and then he would have like caught fire if this were like
2: season two i think that would have happened the quality control in these molotov cocktails is not very good Right, because in the first house they threw one in the front window and it blew up the house completely. Yeah, this one they threw that one in the window and it had a fire maybe about a foot in diameter on the carpet. So I don't know what they—they they have different grades of gas that they're using, or
0: yeah, Adam's uh, fire extinguisher—that it was one of like the mini ones too. So it yeah. was pretty easy to put out. They're really slacking, but you know they were shaking up. They almost lost their leader, so so uh, Walker and Trevette, they show up, of course shoot the Molotov cocktail out of guys' hands and then kick ass on the front lawn of the Hope House. <laughs> and the whole neighborhood comes out and watches, at which point the neighborhood says, "Yay, that's great. We're not scared anymore. We're all going to testify. Trevette and Walker just wrecked house on these guys. The Molotov cocktails that didn't get used are just
1: like splayed out on the front lawn of this Hope House. And there's this older couple that walks up and they're like, we're ready to testify now. And the old guy holds his wife and she just puts her head down on his chest as if like, oh, it's all better now. It was the cheesiest thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. There's nothing like a good uh, Texas ass whooping to make you want to testify. That's for sure.
1: I guess the moral of the story is when communities stick together, you can put out a Motov
0: cocktail.
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still think the moral of the story is just find Walker. And you will be saved. Uh, No, but if you're his friend, you're going to be in peril first. So it's kind of catch 22. So we assume that uh, the whole community testifies. Although in reality, given the track record of the neighborhood, um, it's a 50-50 shot. So probably half of them testified and the other half chickened out. I don't know given the benefit of the doubt but we don't get to see a satisfying court scene at the end instead we get a medal ceremony kind of like a star wars style medal ceremony the firefighter who rescued the baby with cpr we see him get a medal and we're like wait 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 where's jacob there's his family there's walker and alex where where's jacob oh my goodness is jacob dead
1: did he die exactly and again. If he died, my prediction would be totally wrong. The way they have it worded is like they're talking about him in past tense.
0: Yeah. He did wonderful work. <laughs> Stuff like that. That's why we're giving him this medal. In memory of what he did. Yep, they Stuff use the term like in memory. You yep.
1: know, and you're like, oh, so he died? Right. They're like,
2: come on out here. Yeah, oh, <laughs> come on out.
0: Yeah. And he hobbles out with a cane oh my god I don't think the episode could be any cheesier this is like the fondue fountain oh man was so bad but he did do a good acting job limping up to get his medal and everyone was super proud including his son and oh and then it's even cheesier he like makes eye contact with his son and then does like the point oh so bad freeze frame on the point so bad
2: <laughs> no there wasn't a freeze frame though this one ended in a fade out oh,
0: oh it was a fade okay Yep. Okay. Just the beyond cheese of all cheeses. Uh, yeah. I, it just made me angry. I was yeah. like, why? <laughs> why is he hiding behind a fire truck? Like, why, why is he not sitting with his family? Yeah. yeah it makes no sense. They
1: have people sitting and they get up. You know, they're sitting with everybody else. But he was like, yeah, hiding behind a fire truck. Just need to make that entrance, I guess. Good on him. And his son loves him now. So, yeah.
0: Walker saved everything. Jacob's ladder is now an awesome dadder. <laughs> well, that about sums up this episode. <laughs> We'd like to give a shout out to our friend and collaborator, other Adam, Lauritsen who's been drawing the amazing Walker Strations on our social media. Can't wait to see the one he does for this. Be sure to check out his other art on Instagram at ImaginationRunamuck. When we come back, it'll be time for us to each rate Jacob's Ladder on a scale of 0 to 10 boots to the face, resulting in our patented Roundhouse Roulette episode ranking. Complete results of which are available on our website, roundhouseroulette.com. Don't you dare go away. Howdy there. Evan here. Took me about 20 minutes, but I think I managed to break this here horsey in time for dinner at CDs with the gang. Say hello to the kind folks there, Santana. But we here at Roundhouse Roulette are powered by a love of pure, unfiltered Walker, Texas Ranger, and have had a blast following his adventures with you thus far. Our mission is simple, to deliver the light of Walker to the world. If you'd like to lend us a hand in doing just that, please share us with a friend. Or leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts. I shouldn't have said Apple. Santana is chopping at the bit. It truly goes a long way in helping other Walkerites find the cast. Likewise, if you'd like to impress and confuse your friends with your utter coolness, we've recently added some fresh new merchandise at roundhouseroulette.com. And if you'd like to further help us cover our editing, artwork, and web hosting, we've set up a Patreon page with membership levels ranging from Criminal Mastermind to Full-On Ranger. And who could go wrong with those? Most importantly, though, thank you for listening and making this ridiculous journey of ours worthwhile. We truly have nothing better to do. Woo! Santana, you are uncontrollable. No man tames Santana. I thought we had a mutual understanding. Well, we better get back to the stables so these kind folk can get back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, now we have the uh, lovely task of rating this episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this one at all. <laughs> you didn't? No, this one was pretty bad. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it focused more on, like, the family dynamic, which was super lame, and there was very little ass-kicking. I think the gang was funny, (laughs) (laughs) and there was some really terrible acting, but that actually just made me confused. And then uh, their sort of heavy-handed morality was too much to bear. I can deal with heavy-handed morality if it comes with a ton of roundhouse kicks, and this one was pretty lame. I think I'm going to give this one like a like a 3. I just don't like it. I'm going to give this episode a 4. There was a lot of action
1: still in this episode. We weren't deprived of action. Even though there was this really weird fireman subplot that turned into the main plot. We did get a good amount of uh, explosions. The gang was pretty ridiculous. And yeah, we had Walker listening to himself sing the Walker Texas Ranger theme song in his truck. So that alone kind of buoys it up a little bit. So I'm gonna stick with four.
2: You guys are too nice. I had a two for this one.
0: <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah.
2: Never have I found myself checking the time so often <laughs> watching this. My like, God, when are they gonna wrap this up? So yeah, I mean the the high points were definitely the um the shootout with the fire truck. <laughs>
0: But I mean, that was that was so boring, though. There was there was no yeah, no punches or anything. Right, but the guy on the roof at the end was pretty. That was sick. ridiculous, but also yeah. like, where was that guy during the firefight? He, well, he was waiting for his moment.
1: Just the whole idea
2: that they pull up to this fire and then immediately start getting shot at, and then just back <laughs> up down the street, and then Walker and Trivette just go right in, like they wouldn't just get completely mowed down. <laughs> I just I, don't I didn't
0: get. It. I don't think they even had vests on. No, they never have vests on. That's definitely like one of the weirdest scenes I've ever seen on TV. Is like someone fighting a fire while also like pretending to duck and dodge bullets. It was really well, weird. Firefighters doing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah
2: they only had like one take right when you're burning a house down (laughs) maybe that maybe none of that like was so when you're holding this
0: hose just do random motions, so it looks like you're (laughs) dodging bullets and they're like okay i can do that (laughs) so my theory is that um there is a reason gage and sydney were brought in Mm -hmm. and it's so that there would be more action i mean we kind of knew this anyways but what we're seeing now is this is episode 22 so the latter part of season seven the last season before gage and sydney come on And uh, what we're seeing is that there's very little fighting or stunts from uh, Walker and Trivette. And even the stunt that they had Walker do, he just kind of hung onto the side of a car for five seconds. It wasn't (laughs) like him jumping onto a helicopter or something crazy. So they're not really upping things. And interestingly, we've just had uh, two season eight episodes in a row that we gave excellent scores to. And this one... Has abysmal scores, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. uh, I think there we're going to start seeing a pattern here that maybe season seven is the uh, is sort of the diminishing returns on just the Walker Trivette duo. Wow! So wh- what does that give us, Evan? Well, uh, it gives this this episode a roundhouse rating of three boots to the face.
2: Ah! 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 <laughs>
1: We should, we should have to play them that many times. Right? Uh, but what happened yeah, it's like
0: 7.6. <laughs> oh, then you just sort of cut the screen short.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think we can all agree that the fire-like bloods have nothing on the Diamantes. But let us know what you think on social media or by emailing us at roundhouseroulette at gmail.com. When we come back, we'll spin the Roundhouse Roulette wheel and select next week's episode. Bob, you ready to uh, spin that virtual wheel?
1: You know I am. Soldiers of hate. A hate group plans to set off bombs at a racial harmony celebration,
0: and only Walker can stop them. Whoa, only Walker can stop them? I mean, that goes without saying, so when you say it, that must mean something.
2: Didn't we already see an episode with this? Oh, wait, that was Top Dog.
0: <laughs> it's sure, that's true. Was it a racial harmony ceremony? It was, I think it was. Yeah. 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 It might have
2: even been called that.
0: Well, we hope you'll join us too next week when we share our reactions to Season 8, Episode 19, Soldiers of Hate. In the meantime, share your opinions with us on Facebook and on Instagram at @RoundhouseRoulette and on Twitter at Pod. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine podcasts. Thanks for listening. And until next week, may the eyes, eyes Ranger, Ranger be upon you.
1: When you're Texas, look behind you. Oh, because that's where the Ranger's going to be.